Amen. Before we go into the word, I just want us to just bow our heads real quick. Um, and we're just going to say a quick short um, prayer. And it's more so going to be, I know we just celebrated Thanksgiving, but just a point of reflection where we're just thankful and grateful for everything that God has done for us throughout the entire year. Just in a few seconds, I just want you to think back on the entire year from January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November. Think of every single month and think of how God came through for you in every single month. Some of you might have celebrated. Some of you might have heard some bad news. Things might have happened. Some of, some of you might have been sick, but God took you through this entire year so strong. And it's not because of the medication. It's not because of anybody's strength, but it's by his grace and his mercy and his provision. I don't know about you, but some of you might have been financially in a, in, a, in a bind, but God came through. Some of you might have been in some sort of bind, but God always came through for you. And so in just, few, just a few seconds, I want everybody to just bow down their heads and just begin to thank God for everything that he's done for you. It's the 1st of December 2019. It's not by your strength, but acknowledge that it's by the power of God that you are standing here today. It's by the power and by the grace and by the mercies of God that you are here today. If you take any credit for yourself, then you are wrong. Understand that it's by God's power, by his grace, and by his strength that you are here today. Lord Jesus, I thank you, O oh God, for seeing me through this year, O oh Lord Jesus. Thank you, O oh God, for seeing me through on the roads, O oh God, even when I was sick, O oh Lord Jesus. I thank you, O oh God, for giving me healing, O oh God, for making a way for me, O oh Lord Jesus, O oh God. When I had nowhere else to turn to, O oh God, you were there with me, O oh Lord Jesus. And Daddy Lord, as we are going into this new month, O oh Lord Jesus, when we go into this new month, O oh Lord, with all that understanding, oh God, and the revelation that we know that we need to know, oh God, to end this year strong, oh Lord Jesus. If there was any missing puzzles, oh God, in our lives throughout this entire year, oh Lord God, let this last month, oh God, be the month, oh God, where we put it all together, oh Lord Jesus, oh God. Not with our own understanding, oh God, but by the wisdom we receive from you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh Lord Jesus. I thank you, oh Lord Jesus. I thank you, oh Lord Jesus. I thank you for my parents' life, oh God. I thank you, oh Lord Jesus, for, for healing my mother. I thank you, oh Lord Jesus, for saving my father from that accident, oh Lord Jesus. I thank you, Abba Father. And I pray, Lord Jesus, oh God. And I thank you for every single one's life in here, oh God, Jesus. I thank you, O oh Lord God, that in the shepherd's house, O oh God, we have had no burials, oh God. That there have been births upon births, O oh Lord Jesus. I thank you, O oh Lord God, for protecting this house, O oh Lord Jesus. I pray that you will speak to your children this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 As we were praying, um, I just, I know I ended with this, but God just really just spoke to me and just talked about how much of a protection he has over this entire house. Like his blood and his covering is literally all over this place. Hallelujah. Um, I'm just a vessel, you know. Um, I just said yes, and God called. Um, and so know that as I'm standing here and as I'm sharing the word of God, as pastor was saying in Bible study, we are all supposed to be teachers. 
it's not just his responsibility. It's not just my responsibility, but it's everybody's responsibility to share the word of God. It's not enough that you have salvation. It's not enough that you have the grace and the goodness and you understand it for yourself. But what about your neighbor? And the protection that is covering over this house is the protection of life. It's all over this house. The protection, the, the, the covering of abundance is all over this house. It's all over this house. And you might wonder, where is it? Like, what, what exactly is it? And God said it, the, the, the evidence of it is with the children. You know, do you go into some ministries and, you know, you hear different instances and things happen and everything like that. And you wonder, oh, how come this person got so sick and they said, oh, they went and, and the person died and all those things. Ever since I came into this church, I haven't heard of any issues. Nobody has ever gone through a situation in this house and never come out victorious. And that is proof, that is a testimony that we are on a rich soil. And it doesn't have to be a mega church, like, you know, those big, big, those big ones are very good, and it's, it's, it's good, and they're winning souls for Christ. But sometimes God's power is felt even in the most smallest places. And so if you have any, any, if there's any spirit of doubt or anything like that coming into your mind, I want you to try to push that away because that's not of God. Amen. Amen. So my service, um, my topic for today um, is to be led into your deliverance. And as I was med meditating on this, um, there are three words that came into my mind. Um, and it said, he makes room, he makes room, he makes room. Hallelujah. God makes room for your deliverance. He has made room, he has made provision for your deliverance. Amen. And sometimes, you know, we go through life and we, we, we think that, you know, everything is yay, okay, and we, we oftentimes forget to understand that with the seasons of life, with the things that we, we experience, there comes a point where we have to realize that we do need deliverance. And deliverance can take different shapes. It can take different forms. But the bottom line is you do need deliverance in order to experience everything that God truly wants for you. Last week in Lynchburg, um, our brother shared um, a powerful word and it talked about being tested and being tempted and the difference of it. It was very powerful. And pondering over that and leading into this word, into this word, into talking about deliverance, I came across just three, three, three individuals in the Bible, Adam, Samson, and David. I'm sure you all know of their stories. And there are three, three things that happened in common with these three gentlemen. I'll go through them real quick. There was a problem with their responsibility at some point in their life. With Adam, for example, he got tempted. Right? His, his wife came around and said, oh, here's the apple and everything like that. With Samson, it happened with Delilah. And then with David as well, too. 
you know, he 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 had a heart for God, but then there was a point where Saul was just so it was like there's just this envy and hatred for David from Saul. But then one thing was that all these people, and then even with David later too, we realized that he also got tempted too. But one thing that we realized with all these three men is that at some point they acknowledged that they needed the help of God in their lives. So I'll piggyback on the, the story of Samson, for example, right? So with Samson, you know, he was tempted by Delilah. And the interesting part is that Delilah came to him three times. Three times. She was trying to find the secret to his strength. She, she didn't just say, oh, just one time. It was three times that she came to him. And then finally he slipped. And he revealed the secret. But even after he fell, he still sought God's help. He still sought God's help. And what was so interesting to me is so, you know, when they found out that the, the, the key to Samson's strength was in his hair, right? They chopped it all off, right? But one thing that was very key was that even though they chopped it all off, to them, they thought that they had stripped away that which Samson had, the power that which Samson had. But what struck to me what was so interesting was was in the in the whole concept of God making room even before we even understand it is that God didn't put the power that Samson needed for his for his redemption he didn't put that power in anything else he could have put it in his hands he could have put it in his eyes because when they caught him they put they they took out his eyes so he became blind right so God could have chosen to do that but he put it in his hair and after they chopped it all off and he was there, and he was lamenting, he was crying out to God and everything. His, his hair began to, it started growing back. And as it started growing back, he started to regain that strength. And to me, that was an indication that, you know, like we, there could be things that, you know, um, the enemy might try to strip away from you. You know what I'm saying? But even with the, the whole concept of the deliverance, it starts with you. It starts with you. You know, now we're in this age where we think deliverance is just all about a pastor coming around and laying hands and throwing things at you and all those things. No, it starts with you. With an understanding and an acknowledgement of where the source of your, of your power is and knowing that it comes from God. So, of course, we know what Samson, when his hair started growing back, he asked God to give him strength to pull down the pillars so the glory could go to God. I want to read uh, Philippians 1, 6, 1 verses 6. And it says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ. Amen. It says, he who started a good, good work in you. 
he who started a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Christ. I want us to turn to John chapter 16, verses 23. And it says, in that day, you will not ask me anything. I assure you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. I want us to turn, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 5. And I read, and the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us the spirit as a down payment. Amen. So now we've, we've, we've seen some few stories in the Bible of, you know, men of God who, you know, at some point they, everything seems to be okay. Um, and then they fell for whatever reason. Um, you know, and, and the one interesting thing is that most of their, their falling, the falling that they fell, however you want to put it, it was usually caused not, not particularly because they wanted to fall in, 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 a, in, a, in a sense, but it was because there were some factors or some things that were around them that caused them to fall. So I know we we're talking about deliverance, and so you're wondering what is, what is what, what's she getting at, but I'm talking about what happens before you get to the deliverance. so that you are aware that you need that deliverance. Amen. So now thinking about it, what do we have? What is that power that we have? And what we have right now is the Holy Spirit. And we know in 2 Corinthians 5, 5, it says God has given this to us as a down payment. And what is a down payment? A down payment is an initial payment for something that is expensive. It's for something that is expensive. So if you didn't get anything from, you know, with what I just said, but um, I want this to be a takeaway, that God has made room for a deliverance. That room is opened first by you acknowledging your problem. And to realize that every season you encounter in life may seem to have a problem. You know, you go through different seasons. It could be through, you know, just through marriage. It could go be through whatever season you are in life. There's, at some point, just because we're flesh and just because we're here on this earth, you may seem to bump into something. And that deliverance that you receive from that, that situation will happen when you first realize that you need God in your life. And you realize that only God can take you out of it. Amen. Amen. And I just want to talk about the option here of pride when it comes to deliverance. Um, you know, I think sometimes we, we go through life and, of course, during di different seasons and stuff, even looking at the individuals like Adam and Samson and David, for example, they had an option to prove to themselves that they didn't need God, right? They had an option to go through their season of life and think, oh, we don't, I don't really need God. I can just go through this by myself. But they chose to be humble and to ask for God's help 
You'll never experience the room that God has for you, which is the deliverance with pride. Again, deliverance starts with you and acknowledging what needs to change in your life. Acknowledging that you need God's help to move over. That you need God's help to push you through whatever situation or whatever has been covered over in your life. And we have to understand that God has already made provision for us. We already know that by the story of salvation in Calvary. It started up with that. And I think the main reason why it's very important for us to understand that we need to get to a point where the Holy Spirit, where we need that we know that God is the one that is the only one that could take us through deliverance, is that it's, again, it's not just about ourselves, but it's about our neighbor. It's about the people around us. Amen. Amen. So today I want us to all just focus on God. And focus on the fact that if we are going to go through our seasons of life, if we're truly going to be delivered in order to receive more from him, we need his help. And we need the Holy Spirit to guide us and to lead us. He always makes provision for us. In every season, he makes provision. In every single thing, he makes provision. He makes room. In everything, he makes room. He makes provision. You know, you might have thought that you might have encountered a certain problem or situation or something might have happened but he's always made room for you. And acknowledging that he's always made that room, acknowledging that, that will set you free. When you acknowledge that, then you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life and take control and lead you. But if you fail to acknowledge that you need deliverance, if you fail to acknowledge that you need God's help through a situation, You will stand there puzzled and thinking that, oh, I could do this on my own. But that's a lie. And I think the reason why, you know, oftentimes now, um, you know, people go to all these deliverance conferences and everything like that, and things still don't change is because they haven't come to acknowledge what they need to fix on their fund themselves. You can go to revivals every single day, going expecting deliverance, what we term as deliverance, and having the banner and all those things, and they can throw the oil at you and everything. You keep coming back and back again. But again, it starts with you and with your mindset, with you acknowledging. You know, we, 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 we've taken, I think, I, I believe we've taken this whole deliverance thing as something so huge and looking at it as like we need some big waves to come and knock it down. But it's sometimes even just as simple as just locking yourself up in a room and just crying out to God and praying about it and just worshiping and surrendering. He will deliver you. He will carry you through that situation, whatever it may be. And, you know, you could get delivered from so many different things, right? Everybody's issues are different. So your, your deliverance might need to come from an addiction, right? Her deliverance might need to come out of spending too much, whatever it may be, it comes in different forms. 
you know, that, that thing that we need to let go, it comes up in different forms. But at the end of the day, we need to, again, acknowledge that problem and ask God to help us go through that situation, overcome that, and jump the hurdle of pride. I want us to read one last verse, Romans chapter 8, verses 19 to 21. It says, for the creation eagerly awaits with anticipation for God's son to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in the hope that the creation itself will also be set from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of God's children. Amen. From this verse, we see that it was always God's intention to make help us become free. His idea of the salvation and redemption and everything, it started all from the beginning. So no matter how many times people fell in the word, it, as we read different scriptures and different stories, no matter how many times people fell, God was always there. Again, always making room. So I want to ask you, what do you feel like you need to be delivered from? Or do you think you're there? We all have something in our lives where we know we need God's help in. Amen. The quicker we understand that, the quicker and the faster we are able to acknowledge that, the deeper we are able to go into the things of God, the more we get, the more we get to experience who he truly is. Again, it's about going into his, the secret place, and it's about going in there with all humility. Amen. It's about going in there with all humility and understanding that he is the one that can carry us through. And I think it's oftentimes it's my biggest prayer that I will never get to a place, no matter how much money I get, no matter how glorious in everything God makes me and stuff, that I would never let anything on this earth get into my mind or into my heart so much so that I feel to recognize that God is the one that took me there, that God is the one that carried me through, and that my deliverance was not just based on me or not just because of some pastor or somebody that came and laid hands on me, but it's because of the Spirit of God. And God was the one that held me through that whole journey and making sure that I don't idolize anything or put anything before God. But I put myself before God. And I say, Lord, you are the one that took me through this journey. You're the one that delivered me. You're the one that held my hand through this process. I pray that we would all come to that understanding. No matter how successful, how great our days may get that we will all be reminded that his hand is what carries us through. It's not your hand. It's not your, it's not your finances. It's not, none of that. 
It's not what you think you can achieve or what you think you are about to achieve. It's all by his grace. Amen. It's all by his grace. And again, understanding this doesn't just sit for you. It then applies to every single person around you. You understanding this puts you in a better position to help somebody else. Amen.